The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is iHeartRadio's PrattCast with Stephanie Pratt and Wells Adams. Been waiting for this day, the day in which we both were on a TV show the night beforehand. And it's finally here. Oh my God. I forgot. Oh my God. And I've been really busy. I'll get to that later. But I caught the last 30 minutes. Okay, well, that's kind of basically when I was on Paradise, so you're good to go there. I watch every single one of your episodes, and you forget about the first one of mine. How hurtful, Steph. Wait, can we talk about Derek? Do you really want to? Because I feel we got a lot to go through about the hills. Okay, it was like... Is there, did it hurt? Did it hurt seeing Derek kiss another blonde? It was gross. Was it? Yeah. Why? I I don't know if it's just Derek Yeah. or if it's... Everyone, I, I haven't watched like a romantic movie or a rom-com in a really long time. Yeah. But watching people make out is disgusting. <laughs> I guess like I've never like really noticed it or observed it. Yeah. But like since, you know, I dated Derek, I've like know him. I'm like yeah. watching it, feeling it. Yeah. And I was just like, ew, making out is so gross. Now, are you saying that because you actually think making out is gross or you're a little bummed out that it's not your tongue inside his mouth? Oh, that's in so rank sounding. <laughs> um, no, I. It's with everyone. Yeah. If you were just making out because it wasn't just like a quick make out like wedding kiss. Yeah. It was like we're on paradise. Like, let's make out and lay down in the sand. Let me ask you this. Have you ever made out on TV? Yeah, but I'm not like full on like get a room. And I don't think I've actually made out. You haven't? I don't think so. All right. Um, speaking of love or. But yeah, I'm happy for Derek. Yeah, yeah, I mean like. It's fun to see him on TV. Well, so Demi does say that Derek's a very good kisser. Can you um, confirm or deny those those claims? I can confirm. All right. He's great. And also. I can also agree with her yeah. that he is the nicest person. I love when she was saying all those genuine things about him. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to- Wait, how did you feel watching it? I don't have anxiety about watching me on TV anymore because I, I, I'm i barely there, you know? I'm, I did like two pieces of advice last night. Said like one, were they? one funny thing. Oh, let's hear the funny thing. No, just watch the show. Um, <laughs> I'm that's going it. to like, home. I'm, like my thing isn't supposed to be like the guy that gets in trouble or says like controversial things. My thing is like Eat waka money. waka waka. Here's the funny thing and a good piece of advice, and I'm out. And that's it. So it's it's that's fun. kind of like who you are in life and in this studio. Yeah, you say funny things, you give me great advice. Yeah, and you're out. Exactly. <laughs> that you're sick. That's. You're a dope person. I tell you what I didn't like about the episode, though. What? Didn't love my haircut. Like, it's real high and tight. But here's the thing. Because I was, I'm filming there for an entire month. I'm I just wanted to get, I wanted to get a good haircut. Or, like, good haircut. So then by the end of it, it still looked okay. Yeah. So I got a real high and tight in the beginning. 
not loving that first app, man. But hey, you know what? That's just how it goes. All right? Yeah, it's okay. Let's get to... What, were you reading comments for people making fun of your hair? Oh, no. This is... Because I watch the, these shows and I make fun of them on Instagram. Like, that's like one of the things I do. Okay, I was just trying And to... I have to, of course, make fun... Also, in the episode last night, for some reason, I had a bunch of, like, white flakes in my hair. We didn't know what they were <laughs> that's from. That's called dandruff. No, I... I maybe. <laughs> hey, head and shoulders. Yeah. Sponsor Sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, it, it, then it's like all those those... Jagoffs are standing around me ordering drinks, and they, not one of them could say, "Hey, you got a bunch of crap in your hair. Might want to get that Don't out." Don't you hate people like that? Yeah, come on. I'll say it to a stranger if they have something in their tooth. I'll go very quietly oh, up yeah. close and say, "I'm sorry, you pot." Oh, I, I when I look in the mirror and I've been like with my family or with my friends, and I've got like a seed, I think so much less of that human. Yeah, like it affects me. Um, so all those guys, they suck. Yeah, they're all dead to me now. Yeah. Going to give them bad advice next year. Uh, but no, it's fun. I, I, mean, that, I think that show's freaking hilarious. So I just like being a part of it. And and I was trying to catch you out to see if you were reading your comments. Oh, uh, no. Okay, I, don't, I mean, I see, what, I see what comes to like on Twitter and stuff. Okay. It, but then, mostly positive for me. I'm sorry. I know that that's probably annoying to hear, but it's a... It's, it's not annoying. It's so You're, sorry. So sorry. There's nothing negative to say about you. Um. Well, thank you. Let's get to Except your that show. haircut. Yeah, I know. No kidding. And the dandruff. The worst. Jeez Louise, this guy. <laughs> Ooh. Uh. Let's get to your show. Okay. Okay. Hills. Last night. Um. Great episode. But I feel like we need to start talking about the hills with something that actually wasn't on the episode last night. And I feel like, not I feel like, I know I did called it that. Brody and Caitlin were not going to last through the season. And then we found out, I guess it was yesterday, that they're officially split up. How do you feel? You did call that. I know. Did was you... it after the first episode? Yeah. And I was like, so awkward. That relationship's never going to last. I don't know. So maybe Easton can go find the audio. But like, <laughs> yeah, I said that. Um, did uh. you know that this was a thing for a while and you're just keeping a tight lip? No. Or... Like when it was happening. Yeah. Yeah. But their relationship, I honest, like hand on heart, I still think that they were the most perfect people for each other. There's no one that's going to be as sweet, as forgiving and kind as Caitlin and have this open you know, allow it. Like, Brody's never going to find that ever again. Like, she's a gem unicorn. And for Brody, it was the perfect situation as well. So it was just like puzzle pieces. They were perfectly matched. So I, I'm I'm very surprised. Okay, so you talk about this open relationship thing or whatever. We kind of, like, joke. They joke around about swinging and all that kind of stuff. But I think it was when Tori and I did the show, we were talking about that relationship, and we were saying that we thought it was a one-way street, that Brody is allowed to be in an open relationship, but Caitlin wasn't. Confirm or deny? I feel like I should deny because I heard something, but I have it was yeah, okay. a piece of gossip, so I have no idea if it's... Or not, so do you know who did the breaking up with who? I'm assuming it's her, yeah. And in fact, I like feel like I know that. And the reason why is because no idea, no clue. But I mean, at least they weren't legally married, yeah, that's true. They're just breaking up, it's all good. I know, but they had a wedding ceremony and they made a bunch of people fly to Indonesia or someplace, oh, Thailand. Oh, that's so mean. Go it to, is. Like, an exotic vacation. I'm sorry, but I think destination weddings are the biggest oh move in God. the history of weddings. They're my favorite. Okay. I'm going to the Maldives next week. You Are, are you paying for that plane ticket? Yeah. So effectively, someone is getting married and you're having to shell out $7,000 to go to their wedding. They've like rented out the island though, so I don't have to pay for my hotel room. Still. Or any food. 
Still. Just the flight. And also, if you're going to the Maldives, you better be flying first class because the long flight, sister. Duh, Emirates. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, that, that is even more expensive. So someone inf- effectively <laughs> asked you to come to their wedding, and they're like, but hey, you got to shout out 10K. But they don't care also if people, you know, they're expecting a lot of people not to come because of that. I, that's not my point. My point is, it wasn't a real wedding. So a bunch of people flew to Indonesia, <laughs> where the hell it was, and now they're like, wait, that wasn't a real wedding? Oh my God. What? Lord. Why did I spend $7,000 on that? It wasn't a real wedding. Oh and my God. And a face in. Wells, oh my God. That's so true. <laughs> oh my God. That's... <gasps> I would be like, uh, for real? Yeah. A charade? Yeah. This $10,000 fucking charade? Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, and then you're like, you know what? I want that that knife set back that I gave you from your, regis- your registry. What were you, re- you registering for what? Nothing. Oh, my this God. This is a party where you go surfing. Anyways. That, I'd never thought of that. That's mm-hmm. so funny. Yeah, um, let's, here's my here's my rule. If you're making people go to a destination wedding, that wedding better last. I mean, that marriage better last forever. All right, because I don't want like two years to go by and be like, I shot out seven kids with the Maldives, <laughs> and it's over now. Well, I feel bad for them, I really do. Well, why, from a viewer? Yeah. What do you think made them split up, and who do you think did the did the um, splitting? Okay. As a viewer, uh-huh. it seemed okay. It's always seemed to me that Brody wants nothing to do with this television show. <laughs> like he doesn't want to be on it. He's in it for the money, whatever. Um, really? Yes. He looks like he wants nothing. He would not wants nothing to do with. Story? He wants nothing to do with any of you guys who are on it. It's pretty evident. <laughs> and it almost looks like he doesn't want something to do with the woman he's supposed to be married to on the show. Like he wants none of this. Huh. It also seems like I think his DJ career is going well enough that he he doesn't really need this. Like he's got like his own like uh-huh. recognizability yeah. or like he's been able to like continue yeah continue his like relevance without the TV show. Mm-hmm. So it seems like he doesn't really need it. With that job he has, he's obviously always on the road. He's effectively a rock star, right? Like, that's what a DJ is. Yeah, every weekend. Every weekend, you're in a new city with a bunch of new thoughts hanging around you. Residencies in Vegas. Yeah. So, I th- this is what I think. I, have n- I do not know. I don't know Brody or Caitlin from, Ad- from Adam. But I would Who's assume. Adam? Like, Adam and he, it's like saying. Aww. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know you from Adam. Don't worry so about So, do it. girls say, I don't know you from Eve? I don't know, actually, about that. But anyways, I don't know them, obviously. But here's what I would think is happening. They were in an open open relationship of whatever sort. He's going out. He's partying. He's with probably all. His, his accessibility to be open is much greater than hers. And I think that was probably wearing on her. And she was like, why are we even doing this? You're just sleeping with everybody. I don't now. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I would assume is happening. If he's a DJ all around the country, and she's back at home in Malibu, being like, "I'm here by myself, and you're out having a grand old time." Yeah, I want to go out and party and and have someone be in love with me or whatever it is. And I think that's where she was like, "I'm out," and we're not even married, so it doesn't even matter. I gotta send that knife set back to Wells, but whatever. I just had a really good one, but I didn't interrupt you. I'm sorry. Always interrupt me. No, I'm. I'm actively changing. Yeah, you're, you're growing from the <laughs> I show. Therapy earlier. <laughs> no, I think I'm actually very self-aware. Yeah. Like I can see accountability and things, whatever. Yeah. Okay, back to my thoughts. Like, do you think that I'm far off in my assessment of what's going on with them? Oh, this is what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, I hope. I hope Caitlin's okay. Yeah. First of all. Um, because I've gotten to know her. I really like her. She's really sweet. Uh, she's just kind of like an a little Bambi, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and being on the show was very hard for her because she would get caught, you know, lying, and she didn't realize that this was on TV and blah blah. blah. Like, it was a hard flip flopping year for her. Yeah. Hard for anyone to come on something like The Hills. There was a night. 
in New York from the press trip that we all went to dinner and you can tell when Brody snaps mm-hmm. into like just like an alter ego kind of thing. Yeah. And, and it, so he's being He does that on when he when cameras are around. Whenever he, I don't know if it's tequila, whenever oh, okay. there's something that makes him snap. Yeah. And I think everyone does say and he says that it's tequila. Yeah. So we can all see him that it's snap because if you start talking to him, if anyone, he, he's very defensive. And he's, it's almost like he's looking for a fight. He's, I think he's just got so much anger and sadness inside of him from, you know, what has gone on with his, with Caitlin, mm-hmm. the other Caitlin, yeah. that he can't help it, that he's just going to explode. So it's when he snaps, you just kind of want to avoid him because no matter what you say, he's going to try to fight you. So we're all like, oh, so we get to this club and Caitlin already knows how this night's going to go. Now, none of this was verbally said to each other, but it was like very, well, I don't know if Audrina understood it, but I, like we were talking by not talking, you know, Mm -hmm. Brody's talking to all these girls at the club and she's just staring. And I know she's just trying to figure out who's going to come home tonight or you know something just shitty. Yeah. And Audrina and I were there to support her and to stay. The last thing we wanted to do was be at a nightclub when we had to be up like at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we were just staying because Caitlin has to stay till the end to do whatever Brody wants to do. Like that's it was like heartbreaking. Like she just looks so sad. Like she didn't want to be at a club at 3 a.m. when we have to be up in two hours. You know, and she's just staring. Was he DJing this club? No, we were just uh, all at a table. So why did he was it... just ignoring her and like chatting up girls. And she just knew to like give him a space, but she was just watching to see, you know, wh- where her night was going to end up with what girls and where they're going. Like, yeah, she can't just Say, Brody, I'm tired. I'm going to go back to the hotel. Why not? Because she d- she'll be up all night thinking, is he coming home? Where is he? But if they're in, a, in an open relationship, then I- I'm really unfamiliar with how open relationship so I, works. But I, I think when you live with your partner, I think it's an understanding that... You come home. Yeah. Okay. Because it's not an affair. That's so weird. But I can't imagine it, but it's really dealing hard with one like, person is enough. Yeah. But it's like you can't blame Brody. Like stepping away with these months and therapy that I've had after this. Yeah. None of us will ever understand the anger, confusion and hurt that he has as being as being a son and having your father, you know. Okay, but can I say something that I remember was told to me when I went on The Bachelorette for the first time? Uh-huh. And that guy Chad was on, on the show, and he was the bad guy. And it was, he confided in me about his mother passing away like six months before the show and why he was in a lot of pain. And I remember talking to a producer being like, I don't want to pile on in this guy anymore because I've I, I found out that he, his mother passed and now I feel really, really bad for him and I just kind of want to be separated from the deal. Mm-hmm. And I remember a producer saying to me about that, just because something terrible happened to him doesn't make it okay for him to be an asshole to everybody. And I think that's the same thing with Brody. Yes, yes, terrible things have happened to him, but that doesn't justify. Uh, you're totally right. You know, I I think it's more of just an understanding for me that it's not personal. Yeah, but you're right. It's not an excuse.
Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get Mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's just keep on like diving through the episode. Yeah. There's a couple of things that I I wanted to bring up. One, that wasn't really Thanksgiving, right? Like that happened like a couple of weeks ago or something. <laughs> like that was not on Thanksgiving Day. No, it really was. No, it, was it wasn't. Freezing. No, I do not believe you. It honestly it was. It was November. Really? It was like the week before Thanksgiving okay. or like a few days. Yeah. We shot every day. All right. Um, and it was so cold and we had to sit outside we were like begging producers for like hand warmers yeah or at least i was um and they kept me outside for my entrance for like an hour and a half yeah literally i'm shivering and they keep telling me one minute one minute and then i was like you know what this is abuse this is network needs to know yeah and then what happened we laughed yeah (laughs) why didn't your parents come to they didn't want to be on tv yeah and then there was that kind of interesting part in the episode when your parents you know aren't coming and i guess spencer's like we'll send steph to go deal with them or take care of them right tori wait just to be more specific yeah so it was the food was all prepped yeah uh, Spencer just got back with the food from Air One. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I love that. <laughs> like the containers scooping yes. into the pretty platters. Oh, it was beautiful. Um, pouring the gravy <laughs> into the ladle. <laughs> I miss this. No. Okay, well, this is- I must a- have been putting cream on my face. But this made me really- No, I was getting ready. That sounds so weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this got- gave me a glimpse into what you've been feeling because then your mom calls- Says she has a hurt back 
and they kind of start panicking. Uh, Spencer and Heidi being like, well, what are we going to do now? That's going to be like a full dinner with Steph that we weren't prepared for. Um, and she goes, yeah, I'm just injured and your dad's going to stay home and help take care of me. And they go, well, what should we do? Should we just send Steph to you to take care of you? And I thought, whoa, really? yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. And, That's and she was like, no, like just have a good time with your sister or like something kind of like that. Cause she, she didn't respond to it. Spencer definitely said that. And I was like, oh, like I could kind of see now where your heat comes from of being like they always assume I'm going to be the one to step in and help. Always. Because it wasn't even like, hey, mom, sorry, you're feeling bad. And I do so much and I'm always blamed. Like it's like right now I'm in L.A. helping my mom and dad. You know, she's in a wheelchair and I've just decided yesterday that I'm going to move her into my place because it's way more wheelchair accessible it's one story it's very spacious like big hallways because our house is spanish like a hundred years old Mm -hmm. so it's like got the tiny doors and like my bathtub in my bedroom that i grew up in literally looks like a bassinet like it's so small yeah it's so funny i can't believe like how were people fat back in the day (laughs) they weren't well, like, if that's your bathtub, like, how are you going to live? Yeah, I, guess, I don't know. Hold on. Where did they do for fat people? Well, okay. Yes, got it. Okay. Rewind. Um, so I'm moving her into mine. Yeah, okay. So first of all, I feel like you guys weren't even on speaking terms no. last time we talked. No. So now all of a sudden, complete 180, now she's living with you? Let me back up. My okay. bad. Yeah. Back to ADD. Yep. Um. Okay, so... She comes home Tuesday. I don't want to see her. I'm having panic attacks. I'm going to therapy every morning because I just, I, it's not because we're in a fight and so much has happened, but I don't want to see my mom, you know, in a wheelchair looking old and seeing her in pain and helpless. Like I, even talking about it gets me emotional. Like I'm not ready to see that. And, you know, my therapist is like, you need to see it in a different light. Like, you're seeing it negative. Like, see this as positive. Yeah. That she's, whatever, twisted and everything. And um, so, oh, my God, my dog. This has, been, <laughs> this has been really hectic. So, on Friday, I had, I didn't have therapy that morning because I woke up and Max had thrown up so much blood. I rushed him to the hospital. And they said that they needed to keep him overnight. I, like, my heart is breaking. So I leave him there, my little puppy. And the next day, the doctor calls me. And she says that Max has pancreatitis. And that he needs to stay another night. I'm, like, not sleeping. So upset. And I still haven't seen my mom. And I'm getting texts from her saying, I'd like to see you. Like, there's, it's so much. I haven't talked to my best friends, Gina and Hallie, since I've been in town for three weeks. Um, so when my dad and I pick up Max at the hospital on Sunday, that's when I see my mom for the first time because mm-hmm. we brought Max to the house. And it was normal. There were, it was just small chat. I was sitting on her bed with all the dogs. She was in bed. I saw her wheelchair, but she wasn't in it. And it just, it was fine. And then. The next day, Monday, yesterday, I I saw her moving around and it was just such a struggle because everything is these small hallways and there's little stairs everywhere. It's Spanish. And that I was just like, what are you doing in this wheelchair? Like, why don't you have an electric one? And she was like, this is the one the nurse showed me. And I just had Kristen, my sister, get it online. And I was like, you've got arthritis fingers. Like, she can't wear rings even. Mm -hmm. And she's wheeling her weight around, going up up and down ramps with her hands. I was just like, who's going to take care of you? Like, this is so wrong. And that's why I was late today. I was waiting for an electric wheelchair to arrive that I got yesterday for her. Mm Mm-hmm. And now I'm moving her into my home. I'm going back to London Thursday. I'm moving her in on Thursday. 
and she's going to stay there. I've hired a caretaker to be there for four hours every day. And she'll walk the dogs, get, you know, go to Gelson's, all that kind of stuff. And this will make it so my dad doesn't, you know, put patience in till 8 p.m. because he's, you know, stressed out. And I don't know. It's just like the best possible situation. Well, so I'm so, I'm so excited. I've already like cleared out like the lower rails in my bedroom closet. So she can put like her clothes there. Mm-hmm. Like her wheelchair didn't even fit in the bathroom, down, the guest bathroom downstairs at the house. Yeah. Like couldn't, you know, and she had like some clothes on the rail, on the towel rack. Like it was just like, this is absurd that you're living like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so figure out cabinets. I'm going to put all her food there so she can reach it. You know, I'm going to put a ton of flowers in there. Yeah. Every, so everything is really good right now. I'm that's- tired, but everything's great. That's amazing. How does your dad feel about it? Is he cool? He he just shuts down. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go back into the episode. What What do you want to say, Tori? Well, we can take this however you want, but I think that's a good kind of conversation about, it sounds like Misha Barton's family dynamic is kind of similar to yours. Why are you and Misha friends? Like on the show right now. You guys aren't. Adrena turned everyone against me. Um, and also Misha, she was going to be anyone's friend. Yeah, but you guys have some like, well, I guess because she has Justin Bobby, who who's also like a free spirit. But and- also Misha never called me or texted me. Like, she didn't try. She didn't. She wanted nothing to do with us. You know, it's almost like so everyone on this show doesn't, doesn't want to hang out with anyone on this show. It's so forced at this point. But it's so weird because when there was a season two announcement, every every um, girl on the show in the group chat, so excited. Because that's... I didn't even... Cha-ching! I didn't say anything because I'm like, I'm not going to respond to a group Audrina's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think Tori's got a point though, like... It, you guys do have similar stories like, you know, you were really well known along a, a while ago in your teens, I guess, and early 20s. Oh, we have so much in common. And you I were estranged from your family, basically, not you now, but like for the last year. year, this is how it's been. You know, like you guys have so much in common. It's it's interesting that you guys didn't like, you know, you birds of a feather flock together. You know, honestly, I thought we were going to really bond over all that. And the producers thought that as well. But that rumor that Adrena started came so fast, like two weeks into filming, that I was trying to, you know, do damage control the entire time. Now, I know that they'll probably never show Audrina apologize to you on she TV. She still hasn't. But, like, even, like, off screen or off camera, has she been like, hey, sorry? You know? No. In you, New you York, guys- in New York, this is what I always do, and it's so annoying. I always <laughs> give in and apologize. Yeah. I was doing an interview for the show. My, It was, like, my last interview for it. Yeah. And I was saying, you know, I was proud of myself, that I stand up for myself, and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't just, you know, back down anymore and apologize. And she goes, Oh, you can't say that because you ended up apologizing to Audrina. And I was like, what, what did I possibly apologize for? Yeah. She was like, I don't know. You, you somehow made something up and you apologize for doing nothing. Yeah. And I was like, that is so annoying that I did that stupid alcohol. (laughs) Um, so yeah. So even in New York, I was like, I want you to look me in the eyes. Like, the show is done. We're fine right now. Do you trust me? Like, look at me. Do you, do you believe me? I need to know or else we can't move on as friends. Because yeah. if you don't believe me and trust me, there's no grounds for a friendship to build. And, I mean, it took her like 10 seconds. That felt like a minute for her to be like, I believe you. And I was just like, but no apology. Well, it's just, it's crazy that she's not 
seeing her part in this. When I was watching the episode, you know, okay, let me know if I'm delusional. You are. Okay. <laughs> Before you even I live speak, on Pluto. You do, you do. Okay. When I watch it, and because I live through it, I watch it and I just like, I am came in, had a party, you know, fought with my brother, yes. But besides that, I've been chilling. Like, Adrena has caused all of this. And I have done nothing, but I've had to fight everyone on the show. So I'm already thinking, like, it's crazy that Adrena is, like, innocent and, like, the victim in all this when she just came along and I was walking down the street and she was like, nah, like, crazy. Okay, so then the Brody stuff, Audrina winds him up saying all that stuff about how I don't care about Malibu, the Malibu fires. So she then gets Brody on me. I'm just like trying to walk my dog down the road and people are just jumping on me. Now, am I delusional? Do you see it like that? No, because I heard what you said in Vegas pertaining to the fire that Brody was dealing with. We had spent six hours in a car FaceTiming with Brody. I know, but you have to be fair, but you have to be. What did I say? I didn't watch that episode. You were like, are we really going to sit here? Yeah, and for sure. Okay, hold on. You need to be at least aware when cameras are on that you can't say that stuff because then it makes it so easy to make you look bad. I know, but that was that's authentic. I we'd been talking about it. The producers didn't want us to keep talking about it. They kept on coming in. And to be honest, after being in a car for six hours, FaceTiming and talking about it, that footage never got used. Like, so it sh it showed it like I never talked about it. But we're all in Vegas. It's like midnight. I still feel like that. Can we please just there's nothing we can do right now. We can do a lot when we get home tomorrow. I know, but it, it makes you look really um, insensitive to that situation. And so you like, I, I, I listen, I am on your side about it. But as a person who's done six reality TV shows, I think that you need to have a heightened awareness of how they can use that edit. You know, I mean, I was definitely drinking, too. OK, well. So, so, so I. What did so, I say? So I agree and I disagree with you. I think that I think that you were right and then you were wrong because there is evidence they didn't of you show the footage, all of it. True, but they have footage of you being like, "Let's stop." Who cares about the fire? I you said, know? "Who cares?" That, that's kind of like the. the I did not say who cares. I said, "Can we please stop talking about this and enjoy our time here? We've talked about it all day. There's nothing we can do." The way it comes up, you need to watch the scene, but the way it comes across, it, it seems very like callous. And that's why it was easy for Audrina to go and use that one line that you used uh -huh. that you said against you to Brody. Yeah. That's all but I'm I saying. Mean, there's also producers coming in and, you know, saying, move on, like, get through this. Like, it also is a job at the end of the day, even though it is like our life. We had to go to a club. Like, that's where all the other cameras are waiting for us. Yeah, you I know? get it. I, I'm just saying, like, if you do a season two, you got to think about yeah, that stuff, that. you know? The reason why I was always really, re not to, like, bring it back to me, but the reason why I was really, really good on reality TV is because I've been working in radio since I was 16. So, like, my entire life since I was 16 has been self-editing, right? Like, you can't say bad words in the radio. And I got a new, I, got a new, I knew what I had to say and what I couldn't say. That's probably the most important thing gift I could ever have. Yes. If I could self-edit, I could like take over the world. Exactly. But if you do it, if you think about it in those terms and you just never give them something to make you look bad, then they have no edit to make you look bad with. You know? So that's my, my only thought is, is that when, if you do a season, a season two of this, or you go back to the, the show in London, whatever, think about that. Because they got you. Once you say it, they got you. You know? Yeah. And you could have you could have turned the script so much differently. It could have been like, it sucks. It sucks so bad for Brody, but I really want to go dancing. You know? 
Like let's 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 go let's go have, if there's so so much sadness you know, let's go have some you fun. Get so fed up. I know, I know, but I'm just it, saying. It, like a ten hour day, and you know it was really emotional in the car, talking to Brody and seeing everything. Let's get to. Okay, so I have a theory about yeah. Brody. Okay, let me get let me get through this. In every reality TV show, someone gets a villain edit and someone gets a hero edit. And it doesn't have to be the truth of what happened, but it, you need to have a yin and a yang, and there needs to be light and darkness. As a person who enjoys reality TV, I'm telling you right now, Brody gets the, is getting the hero edit. Duh. He's the first name and photo that comes up in the credits. He's the star of the show. But not even that. He's the guy that sits back and like fights a fire by himself, you know? That, again, that's making like I, that's making him look good. But also, like I just don't think he ever wanted to film. I'm just telling you how like it, he kept how it's on, perceived. Like the well, fires are out, and he like kept on staying there. And the show was like, you need to come film. Yeah. The second thing, there is apparently this giant fight with you and Brody and a bunch of other people, and there isn't one piece of evidence that it happened. Next episode, there's more. Is there? Yeah. Oh, it this seemed, was very seemed... serious. Like MTV flew from New York to talk to him. I told MTV that he almost got fired for it. It was f***ing gnar- damn it, self edit. Exactly. It was gnarly. gnarly. But it's just interesting. Yeah. So were cameras there? No. So this is what they didn't show. We were at a nightclub. Yeah. And Audrina and Brody didn't come from whatever scene they had before. I think it was a dinner. Okay. And so the everyone from the dinner is like, that's so lame, that's so lame that he just didn't show up. All of a sudden, not all of a sudden, after a while, him and Audrina walk by our table and then just go off. So they'd come to the club together. We're, we saw them like walk by. Like it was the weirdest thing ever. And then they went to Nick's house. I left with Nick because there was some like someone else at Nick's house I left with Nick Frankie and Justin to go to Nick's house so when Brody says I just showed up that's just like I went with Nick to his house yeah just I, I there's just lies and lies I just it's character assassination over and over and over again it okay. looks like it what it looks like is I just I show up places and I cause trouble and drama so it's like i showed up and you know caused drama it's i showed up at spencer's and caused drama like i i really do think it's so easy for everyone to just be like she's the troublemaker yeah i am drama though i totally understand that i am drama and you are unapologetically confrontational when especially when you think you are you've been wronged um, so it's it's almost like I'm just trying to think of this as like a producer of the show. It's probably very, very easy to get you into something, you know, whereas with everyone else, it's probably a little more pulling teeth and them being like, I don't want to be in some fight on TV, you know, like, nah, I don't want to do that. And Brody's the, Brody is the king of that right now. He's barely on the show and he's getting a hero edit. The, the terrible thing that he de- did, there's no evidence of. You know, now it's just hearsay. You're so right because the first episode of the show originally was going to be our Laguna Beach staycation. And on that trip, he goes to a strip club, lies about it to Caitlin. Uh, He screams at Audrina saying that if she wasn't a girl, he would choke her out. Like all this stuff, fought two producers on the trip, was just absolutely. (laughs) on fire and they cut that all out and did a pickup and made the episode all about the welcome home party it should have been Laguna Beach it's I mean but they didn't want to show I don't know if lawyers get involved I don't know anything like that I mean there's always hearsay between the cast they'll you know we text each other and be like yeah I heard you know she got a lawyer whatever Mm -hmm. we don't know we just guess and yeah, nothing, none of that is shown. So what? And also with Brody not, he's not being shown drinking 
and he's only being edited to say that he doesn't drink. I mean, if you it, like the helicopter view of this whole thing, sounds like that Brody had some sort of deal cut with producers about how he was going to be portrayed. What happened? It's funny because, like, some casts say that. Yeah, that's what it looks like. What happened between you, be, be, between him and you, that was not shown on TV? So we go to the house. And Audrina and Brody are standing behind the couch. They see us walk in. Audrina runs off. Like out of the house, like in a car, like leaves, leaves. And so fast, like she sees me and like runs off. And I obviously I'm looking at Brody. I'm not just going to like walk away. I haven't seen him in weeks um, except for FaceTiming him. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the first time I've seen him in, you know, forever. I was like, oh, my God, Brody. And this is quote, unquote, like all the boys say it. Like, this is exactly what I said. I said, it's so good to see you. How are you? You've been living like in the real world, putting out fires and, you know, just it's so good to see that you're okay. And just right off the bat, you don't live in the real world. You don't fucking know what the real world is, you dumb bitch. And just got very angry. And I'm just shouting back at him saying, I was saying, you live in the real world. We're all in la la land, that it's great what you're doing. And I'm like trying to make it as if I'm like talking to my dog, Max, like just simple, simple, simple. I say nice thing to you. No need for yelling. And you just can't get through him. And then so the boys come in and they're trying to say she was saying blah, blah. And then he's yelling. It's annoying that they didn't that they edited out all of like the longer details of the night. So he's saying, you know, you're housing or whatever the enemy like enemies in your house you know Brody saying this to you no to nick and he's like you like you're dead to me and then he starts going into nick's like personal life about a long-term girlfriend and it was a very savage end to this long relationship and brody's talking about that saying that you know nick is blah 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 and that's why blah 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 and he's just I mean, standing in his house, just tearing this guy apart. So, okay, hold on. So, first, Brody yells at you. Oh, okay. So, he's yelling at me. The boys come in. They're trying to tell him that I didn't say anything. And the boys are? Justin, Nick, and Frankie. Okay. And he's climbing over furniture, throwing pillows, trying to get to me to kill me, is what, like what he says. Um. And are you like backing up like, oh God, this guy's. At first I wasn't. Yeah. I was like, what? What? I haven't done anything. I said, it's good to see you. Yeah. And, you know, I kept on like getting like mad. Like when he was screaming, I, after I tried to like make him understand, I was just like, okay, this is you. Like, what are you going to do? Um, And then something happened with like a, uh, chair it got too close i got he got too close to me mm-hmm. um and frankie picked me up and ran me into nick's bedroom and put me in the closet okay so i can hear from the closet brody yelling at all of them just tearing apart justin tearing apart frankie i mean just the meanest meanest i i'm totally guilty of doing that when I'm in a dark place. I, I say very below the belt things that I wish I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not like on a high horse saying he was tearing apart his friends, uh, <clears throat> but just so bad, like stuff that really affected each and every one of them. Frankie said in his whole life of being friends with Brody and seeing, you know, these, fights that he gets himself into he's never seen him that in that kind of state where he's jumping over tables throwing pillows and trying to climb over 
Ahsoka. How is it resolved? Um, I, so I ended up talking with the boys after Frankie got him in a car and drove him home. And he, and they were just telling me, they're like, you know, you don't understand what he's going through. None of us understand it, you know? And it was just like, yeah, like, let's not talk about it. Let's not make it a big thing. And so I also, with my brother and with Heidi and my parents and with Audrina and Justin, I really didn't want it to become a thing Mm -hmm. Uh, because also it wasn't on camera. And that means it's harder work for us to get the truth across because the truth is very unbelievable because, no, like, it's, it's hard to comprehend. It sounds like it's a huge exaggeration. Yeah. Um, so I am texting with Frankie and Justin and I'm saying that I'm not going to, you know, talk about it. I'm not going to tell the show. And the next, and so we're all good. The next day, uh, the show is asking what happened there, what happened there. So we were talking, you know, on text and Frankie said that he talked to Brody because they called him and they're like, what happened at Nick's house, blah, blah. And Brody said he didn't remember anything. And that pissed me off so much. Why? Because that's such an excuse. Well, it sounds like he was turned up. But. Well, I don't really know. It no sounds like way. everyone was drunk. That's, that's my perception of this. I wasn't. Thing. There's no way that he didn't wake up and remember some of it because then the next couple days he remembers everything because the show called him out. It, it was all very complicated. Okay. So at least, do we get more um, clarity next episode? I hope so. I mean, but obviously, as you know, from Today and last week, they don't show a lot of things. Yeah. What about after this whole thing? Did Caitlin reach out to you? No, but I wouldn't expect her to. You know, these aren't my best friends. Like, I love them all. But I'm not going to have expectations of these people. It's not fair. They'll just disappoint me. No, but like, you know. And that was the other thing, like why I became so close with Justin is no one reaches out to each other. Yeah. And everyone's got their partner. You know, Audrina's got her baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Justin Bobby's girlfriend that he brings to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Can I say this about Justin Bobby's girlfriend that he brings over? You're so jealous. No, that's not my type. No, of her getting Justin, getting your Jeebs. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're jealous. She of her. doesn't deserve him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say this. I don't know her name. I can't remember her name. Um, but she held her ground pretty well. I was pretty proud of someone who had never been in like on a reality TV show, sitting at that table with a bunch of very angry women, kind of just being just just vibing her. I can I can't even. I'm, I don't want to say the word, but they were just yeah. not being nice to her. And They're she held sheep. And, and and she held her ground and say what you want about her appearance or whatever. I thought that she did a really good job and she was very powerful. Her name I, is Lindsay. Lindsay? Okay. I love her. Do you? Yeah. She's okay, so this is actually really cute. So she, if you go on Instagram, mm-hmm. she's got something like can someone check? I think it's like eight million Really? Well, she's like the most famous person. Wait, hold on. What's her name? Lindsay? 9.2 million followers. Right? Easton already follows her. So when she showed (laughs) up. I'm familiar with this person. (laughs) What's her last name? Uh, Like, Payless? Don't don't pretend you don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. I've never spoken this name out loud. If I do, she'll appear in the movie. Oh, here (laughs) she is. P-E-L-S. 9.2 million. Good for G. Right? Isn't that my brother, when she walked in, he goes, we got to do a shout on your Instagram for me. Please tell everyone to follow oh me. Oh, my God. It's really funny. So, yeah, so she's big time. She's not just like some dumb blonde. Yeah. She's a businesswoman. Um, anyways, 
So we end up after that night, after filming, we go to Chateau Marmont, mm-hmm. Lindsay, Justin, and Misha and I. Lindsay, I have this all on video. This is like the best. Lindsay brought up that Justin DM'd her years ago. Yeah. Like eight years ago. And was like, hey, like, what's up? You good or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, no. And he's like pretending like he doesn't know who who she is, you know, being yeah. being aloof. Yeah. And um, she, she's like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. And so I get my camera and I'm filming it. And he's just like shocked and speechless. And we're laughing so hard. And she pulls it up and shows it to us. Yeah. And shows it to him. And he's just like bright red. I'll show you on Maybe I'll post it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so funny. And so it's like really cute. Like he got the girl. Are they still together? Yeah. Really? Get it, Jeeves. Um, but, I mean, and that's the other thing that was so frustrating is when Andrina was saying that Justin wasn't fighting for her friendship. Yeah. Why is anyone going to fight for a friendship when we're in our 30s? Especially if you're talking shit and making up rumors about the person. Like, you just, you need to move on. My, dis- my disagreement with that whole thing was she doesn't want to be friends with Justin Bobby. She doesn't. She wants, she, she, she's just infatuated with him. And I get it. Like, there, it's hard he, to. He doesn't show her signs that, like, he, all she's been is a nightmare for us. Like. She's caused us extra filming and like just a headache with none of it being true. I think for her, it's true. I think that she does feel a certain way about him and saying that she like, you're not even fighting for a friendship that still keeps him in her life and still keeps the door open for a possible, you know, she's always got a door open. But when I watch her, it's like I'm watching two different people like Jekyll and Hyde one of them is you know she doesn't care about anything she wants to be friends she you know is glad we're friends and then the other one is that she cares so much and you know that they'll always have like it's just like she goes back and forth from scene to scene about her feelings and what she wants from him and doesn't want from him when Justin has been straight up the entire time saying I don't want to get with you and I'm seeing someone Lindsay <laughs> like it's just it's been it's been so frustrating for her to just keep and I know it's producers as well yeah of course you know it's a tv show yeah but I mean just the evidence when she walked in I like fat like they cut out me saying are you really not going to apologize to me you're going to look crazy if you don't apologize like I was talking shit yeah. and they cut that out because I was just like in awe. Like the like his girlfriend showed up. Like, do you now feel bad? Mm-hmm. And um, but the thing is, is like when I saw Ashley do her interview after that, Ashley set Audrina up with the guy that Audrina's dating off camera. Yeah. So at this point, it's like, you know, Audrina's dating someone else, Justin's dating someone else, and maybe she doesn't know what the producers want from her and she's just giving them both angles because she just never has the same consistent thought or feeling about this. Yeah. All right. We got some emails coming up, but before we get into that, um, we got to talk about warm alcohol. Doesn't everyone love warm alcohol? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Neither did Dylan, the founder of Brewmate, and that's why he made it Brewmate's mission to shake up the beverage industry for the better. Brewmate's stylish, insulated drinkware is designed to keep your favorite beverages ice cold all day long. Whatever your tastes in beer, wine, or spirits, Brewmate makes sure every sip is the perfect temp. I wish I had this in paradise, by the way, because it is hotter than the surface of the sun there. And all of my drinks would get like warm water. immediately. Yeah, like watered down. Ugh. It was terrible. I do love the wine solator. If it's a full bottle of wine, it includes a silicone funnel for easy transferring. You know who would love that? Your brother. 
because the Spidey pour is a real freaking <laughs> thing, man. He would. Um, I love that it maintains the perfect temperature for over 24 hours because I spend so much time in my car and it gets so hot. Yeah, don't settle for warm alcohol. Chill out with your favorite drinks all day long with Brewmate. Visit Brewmate.com and add code PRATCAST. That's P-R-A-T-T-C-A-S-T to get 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order when you go to Brewmate, B-R-U-M-A-T-E.com and add code PRATCAST. Um, we got some emails. Thought we'd rip through real quick. This is from Catherine regarding the accusations of Steph and Jibs. It just says, uh, Audrina did the same thing to Lauren. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. What are your thoughts on that? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, she did. That caused a lot of drama. And mm-hmm. Lauren hated Justin. Yeah. Hated him. So. Like, couldn't even look her way hated. Couldn't even look his way. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah. History has a funny well, way of repeating itself, I suppose. What is your thought on that? You're always, like, the good, the good, smart, therapeutic. Advice giving. I think. Professor. What do I really think about them? Yeah, take a minute. I think that there is reality in that relationship. And I think there is a false reality in there as well. And I think the reality is, is that Audrina still is and maybe never will be over Justin Bobby. And producers know that. And. They want at some point, somehow, that relationship to always be a part of the show. I think the reality be- is between the 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 thing that's untrue about it is that Justin Bobby he like shed those shackles of Adrena long ago. So I think part of it's real because there is feelings on one side, and then part of it's not because there's really hasn't been on on his. And that's my thought on it. And, you know, they haven't talked in 10 years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I, I will, like, I, I ha- you know. I think it's weird that, that, that email. What, what do you think, my real question for you was, Adrena, you know, accused Lauren, and 10 years later, she's accusing me. Both of us did not show signs of hooking up with him. Lauren hated him, and I was friends with him. Yeah. And so what do you think that's about? I mean, I think history is repeating itself. I think I think that it makes sense. But why do you think she's doing this? Why do you think she always thinks he's hooking up with people and her friends? Why is she always accusing her friends of being untrustworthy and going behind her back? Because I think it's like maybe, Lauren was a great friend to her. It might, I was too. It might be a lot easier for her to rationalize the reason why they are never going to be together is because of someone else and not herself. You're back. That was what I wanted. That's what you wanted? That was so... Damn it, Wells, you're good. (laughs) Oh, you're the best of the best. All right, I gotta go. I gotta watch Bachelor in Paradise and see myself sling some drinks. Is it on again tonight? Yeah, every night? Monday and Tuesdays. Ooh, the best days. That's right. What's up, Tori? I just want our listeners to know we do read your emails. Yeah. The consensus for Stephanie on whether she should watch the show or not, all the votes are yes. Thank God. But there is one email that says, (laughs) it is from Jess, and she says, I don't mind if Steph doesn't watch the show. I think her mental health should come first. Steph tries to be real on the show, and they've edited her into a fake love triangle. I couldn't watch that if I were her either. But the consensus is still watch. For all the listeners, you've been outnumbered. Thank you so much for emailing us. Honestly, even this morning, I texted the group here and I was like, wait, should I watch it? And everyone was like, yes. Yes. So that's because of you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I can't make decisions without you guys. By the way, a little tease for next episode. I think that your brother was talking about us 
specifically me in his last podcast. What? We got to break it down. What? So that's coming up in the next episode. Wait, no, you've got to tell me. What? You got to wait. This is so this is called a tease and this makes people want to come back next so, week. So you're going to walk out of this studio I'll with tell your you. lips tight? That's going to be wild. I'll tell you when we okay, No, cool. actually no, actually no I won't cuz I want her to have an an actual like honest response to it. That's coming up next so week. So we're just going to leave in silence. Yes. Okay. This is Yes. <laughs> oh, Wells. Hills, yeah. Show's over. Follow Prattcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.